threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. It's a chilly one out there, buddy. It is freaking cold. Yeah. Winter, winter has finally found its way here. It did, man. We had such a mild <laughs> early winter. I know. It's I was like, beautiful. Not even going to see any snow, and I was fine with that. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too but uh, hurt. it found its way. It did. And it instantly got super cold. Yeah. So. But it's toasty here in the studio. It is nice. Right? And we're excited because we kind of have a new thing going today. What if we get snowed in right now? Oh, man. We just I, bust out a bunch of podcasts. Be all right with that. It's like, awesome. we just do like 48 hours of straight oh, podcasts. That'd be, that'd be. Oh, man. <laughs> One episode is 48 hours. <laughs> no, no. I think, yeah, we could <laughs> No break. I don't think I got an SD card that big, but. Um, right. That'd but be awesome. That would be awesome. But we have a new thing going today. Yeah, we do right, have Cam? a new thing what going. What is it that we're doing? So yeah, we uh, decided, why don't we do, we love talking about movies. Yes. Uh-huh. And we love the apocalyptic scenario and mm-hmm. preppers and stuff. So we're like, why don't we just put it together mm-hmm. and make an apocalyptic movie hour? That's what we're doing. So we're going to do that today. We're, we're stoked. We'll see how it goes. You might love it. You might mm-hmm. hate it. I don't mm-hmm. really care. Could go either way. We want. We do what we want. Could go either way. Could go yeah. either way. Uh-huh. But I do want to talk to you about some important things. Okay. You know, when you're prepping, you got to think about food and water, power, protection, Mm. all of that. One thing you can't forget about is self-reliant medical care. Mm -hmm. It's a huge deal. And a lot of people, as I've seen this year, don't know how to do any of it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lost art. I'm going to recommend this to everybody, the Mm -hmm. Prepper's Medical Handbook. And it's written by uh, wilderness medicine expert and survivalist William W. Forgey. Mm Mm-hmm. He knows what he's talking about. He's an MD, yep. and he's experienced the wilderness. Put them together, you got the Prepper's Medical Handbook. Yeah, for sure. The thing, this book is really nice, is that it's not full of all this really confusing medical jargon. It's not like reading a textbook. Mm-hmm. He just kind of hits the stuff that you're most likely to encounter with, you know, uh, out in the wilderness by yourself or with your family. Mm-hmm. It's great for putting together, like, your own fact and things like that. So... I highly recommend it. You should go check it out. Um, you can get it at PreppersMedicalHandbook.com or Amazon.com. Beautiful. Go get you on. I appreciate that, Cam. Yeah. That's good stuff. But I'm really excited. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Sit back and relax. Grab your popcorn. It's the apocalyptic movie. Ah. Yeah, man. Ooh, it's like a podcast within a podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's an Inception stuff going on right now. I <laughs> that got think. me kind of stoked, though. I know, me I too. I like the little beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's the Apocalyptic Movie Hour. Um, we're going to do this semi-regularly where we break down an apocalyptic-style film, and, and it could be brand new. It could be older. There's some real good old ones. There's so. some really good stuff, so we're going we're gonna to do this today with a movie that has kind of really been making some waves on social media for the past about month or so. Yeah. And that is um, Leave the World Behind. Yeah. Right? You, you may or may not have seen this, mm-hmm. so... We're yes. going to spoil it for you Spoilers. Right if you haven't watched this yet, there's a ton of spoilers. We're going to pretty much do the whole damn movie for you. So um, <laughs> We're reenacting each part. Yeah. I get to be Julia Roberts. I'm <laughs> pretty excited I'm GH. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is a movie that people loved, people hated, people were terrified by it. There was a lot of different reactions, um, and it was huge, man, on TikTok and on Instagram and stuff. People were just going nuts over some of the things about this film and yeah. it has a very 
uh, prepper type um, plot to yeah. it. Um, so I think it, it kind of makes sense for us to to talk about it, right? Yeah, I like this. The subject of it was it's different from the other prepper movies that I've seen, yeah. which is kind of nice to kind of go with more modern sure. risks that we have. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll talk about. It. We'll get into. We're it. definitely going to talk about it. Um, uh, real quick before we get into that, maybe we should play this trailer so you guys can kind of get a feeling for it and kind of remember if you've seen it. Yeah, I think that get you there. would help make it stick a little more about. Yeah. What, what we're getting into. Okay, here we go. I went online this morning and I rented us a beautiful house out by the beach. I figured if I made the reservation and packed our bags, it would eliminate most of the reasons to say no. Oh, this is nice. Kids look so happy. The Wi-Fi isn't working. So sorry to bother you that this is our house. This is your house? We were driving back to the city, then something happened. You want to stay here, but we're staying here. We need to get them out of here. I need to think everyone's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay, isn't it? We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. Something is happening, and I don't trust them. Everything I know, I have told you. I don't believe you. I would do anything to protect my family. What you do is your business. What is the truth, and nobody really knows, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. So that that is the um, the trailer for Leave the World Behind. So basically, this this film, the plot, the basic plot is a family vacation on Long Island is interrupted by two strangers bearing news of a blackout. As the threat gro- grows, both families must decide how best to survive the potential crisis, all while grappling with their own place in this collapsing world. Yeah, very much. Like kind of goes into each character that way. It does. Like how they deal with it and how. And look, man, this this plot is something um, I love. I love this type of story. Um, I think, it, and we're gonna get into it. But I think there's some lessons here for preppers. And for they, sure. And there's some things for us to consider. Right. So quickly about the film, this was released November 22nd of 2023 on Netflix. So really, it's an easy one to find if you want to go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, Directed by Sam Esmail. This is the guy that directed Mr. Robot, which is a fantastic um, television series. I think that was on, was it FX? I can't remember around there. Super, super good. Main actors, Julie Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershal Ali, and Kevin Bacon. 
uh, some so it had like some big Did. big actors in it. It was actually based on a book, "Leave the World Behind" by Ruman Alam. Uh, so, really quickly, some critic reviews. The Metacritic score is sixty eight. So that's basically, if you don't know Metacritic, it goes through and it it like averages out all of the critic scores, right? I think that's how they do it, right? Yeah, what was the, I didn't see the audience rating. Did you uh, see that? I didn't. I should, actually should have looked that <laughs> up. Look Maybe that up you can look quick. it up real quick. But yeah, 68. Um, yes, so here's one of the top reviews. It was an 88 from the Associated Press. They say it's a, a story brilliantly adapted and directed by Sam Esmail, showrunner of Mr. Robot, who has made Leave the World Behind into an homage of Alfred Hitchcock, complete with the image of a man trying to outrun a crashing plane and using the master's discordant loud music. Um, and then Slant Review, uh, Slant Magazine review was a 38. It says in the end, Leave the World Behind is content to blandly shrug in the direction of an amorphous calamity, reaching for a profundity that it fails to achieve. So that was kind of the top and the bottom ends. Yeah, of, that's kind of how reviews. it is across this. <clears throat> Critic review was 69% positive, 9% negative. User review was 38% positive, 42% negative. Okay, so yeah. 21% mixed, 23% mixed on the critics. So Yeah, so it was kind of one of those films that was down the middle almost. It, it was, when for you, sure. When you average everything out, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like universally loved, wasn't universally hated, but yeah. they definitely... Made some waves. Yeah. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? It really did. So, uh, Cam and I are going to go through and we're going to rate this as well out of 100. We're going to tell you our likes, our dislikes, and then we're going to get into other aspects of the film because there's a lot to unpack on this one for sure. Right. Yeah. There, there really is. <laughs> so, my score out of 100 was 66. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm somewhat in line with the critics, maybe a little bit above most of the audience scores, which mm -hmm. is interesting to me. So uh, going through some of the things that I loved about this film or liked about it, the cinematography I thought was great. And this is probably something that some people did. You pay like. more attention to though. I mean, sure. Yeah, I do. Not um, a lot. There was, there was, it was really interesting in it, and it was reminiscent of some of the stuff that he did in uh, Mr. Robot, which I really, really loved. I think it was a different cinematographer, but some of the same types of things. I just felt like, so th there was a lot of um, interesting camera movements throughout this, right? Um, that sort of added to the unease of the film, sort of like disorienting. Like it was, you would see something and it would turn, and yeah, it was it was interesting, right? Yeah, and I think that was something that you didn't like. I didn't like the spin. Mm -hmm. There were, but there were ways. There were other ways. Like I, I totally agree with you on mm -hmm. like the suspense was built in ways that it was shot, which yes. I liked. Yeah, but the spinning drove me nuts. Did I was it like, stop spinning? <laughs> interesting. But it's just a matter of yeah. You know, what it's you a like. Of taste it. there. But for some reason, I was like, okay, I have to like close my eyes and wait for it to pass. Uh, yeah. I, for and me, it wasn't very long that it no, did no. that. It was really short. And it, it I understand how it worked. But Certain shots and certain things that there was one shot where it ended up on like this sideways uh, tilt, but where you could see New York in the distance. That was cool. That shot I thought was There were some fantastic. good ones for sure. Yeah. I, I, would, I would not rate overall the cinematography bad. Like it was pretty. Yeah. I just, I hated the spinning for yeah, some sure. reason. It's like, whoa, that's weird. And for me, it, it, it kind of added to that unease and confusion. disorienting, the confusion for me a bit. But they also did lean into like some really symmetrical type shots, which I love to. Um, and there was a lot of those like long, slow 
zooms and mm-hmm. push-ins. Again, very Hitchcocky, and like they were talking about Hitchcock, very much that way, as well as the soundtrack. The soundtrack, the soundtrack was good. Was very Hitchcocky, very like M Night Shyamalan almost, with with kind of that just eerie, kind it was. Of creepy. Like it felt like a Shyamalan movie from time to time. It did for kind me. of. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I definitely got that. I thought Kevin Bacon. I thought Ethan Hawke were fantastic. They were. Both of those guys were very, very good. And Kevin Bacon was only in this for just a short period. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I thought he was good. He's good. Uh, I thought Ethan Hawke was good. Over. I mean, everybody else was just okay. Some of them I didn't love. Didn't love the performances. I didn't either. Uh, like, would, I don't know. And and this might be just my feeling with Netflix. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know what it is with Netflix's production or like mm-hmm. the acting. I'm like some amazing actors and actresses, but for some reason, sometimes they just seem dull or they don't, they yeah. drive you nuts. I don't know what it is. And it could have been the writing. A the little writing bit for Julia Roberts was, great, was yeah. in particular to make her annoying, yeah. but she was extremely annoying. Oh, she was. Yeah, I couldn't you even stand to, to listen to her. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely wanted to slap her from time and, to time. And you understand like the movie tells you kind of why. Yeah. It makes sense. Right. But you're like, ugh, I couldn't even stand it. <laughs> I did love the overall, the feel, the the uneasy feeling, the I tension. I thought it was really good. Obviously, the plot is something that speaks to me. Um, I love this type of thing. I really love the the sort of Illuminati references. Uh, that's cool. I don't know why that stuff's way cool. I don't know why it's cool, too, but I freaking it loved cool. it. And there was a few kind of apocalyptic moments, like when they were attempting to leave on the highway and they could hear these sirens yeah. in the background. I'm like, oh, right before they, you know, the Tesla scene. And you yeah, can that's hear, right. You can like, hear what those. is that? It's like super faint, huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I freaking love that. So it wasn't are- the highway just like down mm-hmm. across like the all the brush and trees yep. like down from them. It's yeah, like yeah. a disaster. Yep. So anyways, those were the things that I liked. What were your kind of, or what, what did so, you rate it? Yeah. What were your likes? I gave it, so I gave it a 55. Okay. Like, I think what pushed me above like, I mean, typical fence rider right there. Yeah. 50%. I gave it the 50, the extra five points just because it was a prepper, like sure. a, an apocalyptic movie. But yeah. I don't know. I like movies. It sucks because like the first time you watch a movie, mm-hmm. it does depend a lot on the mood you're in. And so yes, it really this does. one I was in kind of, you know, I, I wasn't, it took me a minute to get into this movie. And I was, so uh, full disclosure, I watched it twice. Yeah. So I watched it right when you, it came out. This idea had and then come we had up this and like, idea. I'm going to do it again. I better watch it again. So I think I probably got a little bit more out of it because I was a little, I was expecting it and I'd read a few things. Yeah. So anyway, How excited were you to watch it again? I don't, I don't think I was like super excited other than the fact that we were doing this. So I was kind of You were of looking excited. at it different, right? I was looking at it differently. I was kind of excited to unpack some of the other stuff. And the first time I watched it, I had this podcast in mind. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I was looking at it a little more like assignment-like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it does make it a little different. But um, the thing I liked about it um, was it's, I feel like it's a... I, I love these just because they're eye-openers, like... I'm hope I'm hopeful that people took away yeah, a message yeah. of like, man, a cyber attack could just like ruin our lives mm-hmm. and like, am I prepared? You never know. You know yeah. People be like, well, this is scary, and doesn't change anything. Exactly. Um, it I do like that it's kind of a more unique take on, mm-hmm. um, like almost like that grid down scenario where it's a cyber attack and not just like an EMP because they they they're very similar in what they would mm-hmm. do, but I like that it left a ton of confusion. Yeah. I like that you like, you didn't even know what was going on. Like, who's attacking really what? And the government's not mm-hmm. able to like 
you know, relay anything back to the people. And, and it definitely was a unique, it wasn't I like, like that lack of information. Yeah. It wasn't a straight prepper movie because it never got it wasn't, to like, oh, everybody's got no, guns and they're shooting It wasn't everybody. like five years later. Yeah, exactly. Which I love. Yeah. Right? I love that. A different look at it. It's not like straight to five years later. We always like the first part. Like Book of Eli, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, So I did really like that. And you never even got to the next level. No. Yeah. No. So it leaves you kind of thinking yeah. like, where did it, where was it going? What was happening? This is always my favorite piece of apocalyptic right. stories. <laughs> That's what this is always it. It's always like the most, like where, what are people going to do and how are they reacting to the In that first, first few days. Yeah. You know, that's what I love. I, I hate when it's like, okay, now we're six years later. Everybody's, you know, carrying around Bibles and water <laughs> and, you know, chickens are, I know, it's, it's so just true. like, ah, I don't, that's not my favorite. Uh, you know, part. come to think of it, was there any jet flyovers ever in it? That's there was super a drone. Un- there was a drone, but I don't know. But there was, was no like, I don't. Think you know that there very was. classic. No, I don't you, remember. I think there were like some um, helicopters in the distance on the skyline. Oh, the, when they in looked, the end, yeah. But I don't think yeah. There's no jet flyovers. That. That's unfortunate because that is one of my favorite <laughs> tropes I was of these. Thinking types of my, films. it's not in there. Yeah. Um, the thing I like, and like I was mentioning, I really liked that it. it showed like the desperation and helplessness of someone. Yeah, like Ethan Hawke he did an awesome job of just portraying like, I don't know what to do at all. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And that's yeah. how most people would be. We're going to talk about that quite a bit moving yeah. forward because yeah, I think there's a representation of a big swath of people yeah. in the United and States. They, they, I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. Um, sure. The tech dependence, obviously it's yeah. just like, you don't realize you don't have the yeah. ability to look up stuff. And like a couple of times that she's like, well, let, oh, you know, it was like, there's no wifi. There's yeah. no way to like look or see, um, mm-hmm maybe in even that point where she got the text, but she's like, I saw these, but they're gone now. And I don't know yeah. what, what that was all about. For sure. So you're believing somebody else's, you know, just adds to the confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, uh, I liked that the details um, were left open to the viewer. You yeah. know, it's just kind of like, they never explained certain things, like the sound, like, what was that? Like yeah. some people are saying it was like, supersonic jets and things mm-hmm. like that and other were like it was an actual weapon and i liked that and i, I always love um movies that use sound as like a like oh yeah a, like a an interrupter or like something that just causes chaos and or sound confusion. design is prevalent yeah, yeah that one was good because yep. that was pretty creepy it was yeah um and then obviously it's it unlocked a new fear for me that i've never thought about like the airbnb thing yeah man it's just like I, we talked about like staying in hotels and stuff, but like Airbnb is someone else's home yeah. that they may want back. Like that's, that was a whole different thing for me. That's an, it's a unique, um, take on an SHGF situation. Yeah. Like how do you So I did like it? that. I was yeah. new. I hadn't seen anything like that or thought of anything like that. And then obviously the end, that dream bunker, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. It was incredible. So clean. And yeah. it had like. I don't even know what communication system it was using. It's like, oh, it was insane! It was so cool. Yeah, it was super cool. So, I, yeah, they showed some cool stuff. So for sure. And, and when I go to the things I didn't like, um, and I just I hated the whole animals trying to warn us. I did too, thing. man. And I understand I it. Still, yeah. Like there's 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 um 
you know, imagery and there's, it's, it's symbolic of, of a bunch of different things, but I just, it never felt believable to me. It didn't look great either. And the CGI just took me out of the story. So I the hated same it. Same with me. Like, that especially. That big old gray oh, one. Gosh, I hated it. <laughs> me too. I'm like, you would have been better off showing them in the distance and used like real Yeah, when she was looking at them and more of them showing yeah. up, that was good enough. That was fine, yeah. I but just, when they're like, I thought they were going to start talking at I one know, point. Like, good Lord, this feels like a Disney movie or something for a second. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I did not like that at yeah. all. I um, was like, what is going on? Yeah. I didn't love, I didn't love the race. Uh, aspects, the themes yeah. that threw out. I get it, and I, and I know that that could. I know it still exists, right? Yeah, I just felt like it was too in, in your face. It could have been subtler, and it would have been more yeah. um, effective for yeah. me. Anyways, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, the pacing was a little weird it, from time to time. It, it got was slow. Weird. It was weird uh, I agree. here and there. Um, and and I I kind of get because there was a lot of dialogue, you know, and but it just the pacing wasn't great. And again, the dialogue was okay. The writing was all right. There were moments that I thought were fantastic. And the moments that I just hated, like even that first little piece with Julia Roberts when they're in their apartment in New York, I just thought like it sounded so weird to me. Like yeah. the way she was talking, I didn't like it. Yeah. I agree. But then when we we got to see Ethan Hawke in the end, and he's just like desperate, he doesn't know what to do, he needs medicine for his son. That part was fantastic. Yeah. His little uh, speech there. Yeah, we're so just good. like panicking, but yeah. like I want to help, but I don't know how. Yeah. Like that was great. He was good. So, anyways. Those are the things I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, like, I understand it's it's a, it's kind of, I don't know. I felt like it was a, a confusing movie where it couldn't decide if it was kind of more horror or dramatic. And I, I know that's kind of the intention, but yeah, like. To me, it was more thriller, right? Yeah. Just kind just of thought, in the middle. Like it all of a sudden would just go like, like more of a horror movie for yeah, a moment and then it, it would, would come out of it. And I was just like, I, I felt like it, it couldn't make up its mind a little. Sure. Like it's almost yeah. like they couldn't figure that out. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't like one or the other. It's just the two together. It was like it was trying to be dramatic and thriller, and then it, yeah. But that part I didn't like. I didn't like the spinning effect of the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and then, like, the, the, the dramatization, like, the Hollywood stuff about it, like, some of it was so dumb that I'm just like, I like, <laughs> you could tell that they were just trying too hard to make it more intense. Like, when the, the Tesla car thing was kind of cool until she turns around and I'm like, just pull off the road. Yeah, like, no, yeah. You idiot. Yeah. She's like, well, we're going to go ahead. You know, it's like, okay, they got to make this like intense. Uh, yeah. It didn't, it didn't make it good for me at all. It's just like, like it was enough to have them like coming at him, like get out of the road yeah. and then maybe just figure out, but it's like, let's go head on with them for a moment. Yep. I'm like, give me a break. I agree. Um, there's a few of those. The other thing too, like when, when he like looks at the watch, like, I liked that when he went down to the ocean and he like finds that watch and pulls it up and it's an yeah. arm. Mm-hmm. I was like, how the hell did you not see all Everything the like plane else. crash? And they almost like should have had that around a corner or something and then yes. walk because it did feel like, whoa, I see something shiny on the ground. I can't see anything else. And then the body's above the ground. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I it doesn't make any sense. I just thought it was like, it's weird that they didn't put much time into there that. There was like part. a lady sitting there in an airplane chair like 30 yards <laughs> yeah. from him she was sitting and then upright. just to the right is like half the fuselage yeah, exactly. i was like i don't know i thought that was so it was just kind of overlooked some of those parts that were supposed to be dramatic like killed it right after you're like oh well yeah like it's not even something you like oh i didn't even catch that it's like mm-hmm. that was pretty obviously not thought out yeah and there was just pieces like that um and uh yeah another thing was um 
<laughs> this is both me and my wife's biggest pet peeve about it. Uh-huh. When he's pulling his teeth out, we're I like, know. why did you get rid of that one snaggle tooth? <laughs> I know. He left one tooth that's just like right in the front. And I was like, I don't even know why you're pulling them all out. Yeah, like on one after tooth, another. On the fourth tooth, like just stop. Yeah. See and at least at least clean that front one up because he's like yeah. one snaggle tooth. <laughs> did, he, did he end I, up leaving it? I couldn't tell because he didn't open his I mouth. I should have put that actually in the part that I liked. That's why you liked, yeah. Yeah, he left it. He just has one uh, snaggle tooth there. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. And then too. obviously that uh, that animal stuff was really bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't. Like I know what they were trying, like reading about like how they were using it as like um, people become less controlled in the right. animals. But yeah. I was like, it's done so bad. Yeah, I, I didn't love it. That's definitely wasn't something Man. I loved. But what I do love is off the grid surplus. They uh, Their mission is to inspire greater connection through adventure. They do that by creating extremely functional and everyday wearable products for a great price to take you off the grid. How do they do it? Well, they simplify your clothing options so that you only need one piece of clothing instead of three or four. They combine the best features from outdoor, workwear, and tactical into one everyday wearable package. <laughs> did you change that to package? I did not. I thought it used to just say one wearable. No, no, no. That's the same. It's the same. I still like that onesie. <laughs> Check out their site, offthegridsurplus.com. Get an extra 15% off with our code CASUALPREPPERS15. That is off the grid surplus. Go get you some good stuff. Good stuff for all yeah, times of the year. Exactly. So this film has a lot of conspiracies around it. Yeah. A lot. Like yeah. more than any some, film. Some of them I was like, I can see that being mm-hmm. like, I, I even thought about it during it. Other yeah. ones I was like, ah, you're trying to dig up some. See, but, but you can. I thought that too, but when, when I actually, I actually watched a few um, interviews with the director and a lot of it was. Started to come deliberate. up more. It really? was deliberate. That's cool though. That so, adds to the confusion. It does. The- it definitely does. So I agree. Yeah. So, um, one of the biggest ones, and this one's big for me, is sure. like they the the Obamas were involved in direct where they were they were executive producers executive producers that's yeah. right and so I guess they have their own production yeah. where they do so yeah. supposedly they came on after the script was done and yeah. kind of added to like character development and cinematography ideas and stuff like mm-hmm. that um, but a lot of people are like ex-president that had a lot of inside, you know, um, details that none of us will ever know, you know, or maybe part of that big one world government type of thing. It just makes you think like, what did they know? Yeah. And is this, you know, them kind of helping tell us of like what they have studied and been told or shown Mm -hmm. and added it to the movie? Like, I found that pretty interesting and kind of a little creepy knowing an ex-president of the United States that knows all these secrets added to a movie about cyber attacks and the yeah. fall of, you know, civilization and stuff in our, you know, in our country. So. Yeah. And so apparently, uh, Barack has a, uh, some sort of a book club and this, this book was one of his picks. Oh, is that a what few it was? years ago. So he was pretty, I think I did read that. He understood it, it pretty well. And then that, yeah, then somehow they, they got brought on as executive producers. It's yeah. just, it does, it does feel weird. It does feel like, weird. Y- Any way you look at it, it feels weird. And then that moves into this next one is predictive programming. And we did it. We did an entire episode, basically. Yeah, and I, I always like that. Yeah. It is super um, interesting. It, it Leave the World Behind has been accused of using predictive programming. It's basically a conspiracy theory claiming that the government, the Illuminati, or the elites are using mass media as a method of mind control, sending out hidden messages to brainwash viewers and to make us more accepting of planned events in the future. So 
you know, the Obamas are part of it. Is this predictive yeah. programming? Are they softening us up for something that might be happening in the <laughs> right. future? You know, but it's almost like, why would they even soften you it, up? It doesn't make sense. Makes but. no sense, right? But it it is interesting to consider. You know, many believe shows like The Simpsons are a prime example of predictive programming. Yeah. We did an entire episode where we talked about a ton about The Simpsons. That one was interesting, though. I liked. Yeah. I liked all that stuff. You know, the theory has taken a life of its own online with one Twitter user writing, leave the world behind a new Netflix film produced by the Obamas is straight out of the globalist playbook. Predictive programming, fear-mongering, and anti-white sentiment. In short, they're telling us what they have in store for us next. Um, another one said, a new Netflix film called Leave the World Behind, which was produced by Barack and Michelle Obama, is a blatant display of predictive programming. The movie shows a cyber attack causing a major blackout in the United States. A third one said, the new movie Leave the World Behind, produced by the Obamas, sees a classic predictive programming, laying out a future narrative that they want us to believe, packed with code words and cabal notions. It offers a glimpse into what they have planned for us. So anyways, obviously, the predictive programming side of it has been heightened because of the Obamas and Makes sense, yeah. It it's like, and, they know a lot more about all of this, and they're wanting yeah. to get that message out. And, but, I mean, it, it, the funny thing is, is like, how many times have you and I, or, or preppers, thought or talked about a scenario just like this? Yeah. Right? It's not like it's something new. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, but it is, but it is new to a lot of people that have never, they're like, oh, that can happen. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a good thing though. Yep. Um, so at one point in the movie, um, Marshala Ali, I don't, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but George is the character in it. Um, he talks about, so he has like these connections and he deals with a lot of really rich clients, um, money. I guess he works in stocks and stuff. Is that yeah, kind of like some, some sort of some financial of some sort, but he knows all these super powerful rich people. And yeah. he talks about, um, one of them in particular being part of this or knows of this evil cabal, which is, yeah. you know, that powerful one government, you yeah, it know, feels like the Illuminati, New World Order or yeah. Illuminati, like really. So he brings it. that in and talks about it. And I yeah. thought that part was cool. I actually liked that part. And he said how this guy had warned him at one point. He's like, good luck. And he just mm-hmm. disappears before all this happens. Right. And so he's like, I don't know if he's part of it or if, or if he, and, and at one point they talk about how sometimes maybe the rich just are hoping to have, or maybe I read about it. It's just like, maybe if anything, they're not part of it. But the best they can hope for is having just a heads up in yeah. time for something like this because yeah. of their connections. And it feels like that's the case these days. It, it does feels like Zuck and I know, you know Peter it's Thiel like, and those guys. Is like, what do they know, they know with s- their connections? Yeah, it's like, well, we're going to get a heads up because yeah. I got to get to New Zealand or I got to get to yeah. Hawaii, right? Because they're part of that 1% yeah. of all the greatest wealth in the world. It's uh-huh. like they do have probably these connections. For that, sure, yeah. And so um, that's kind of what the movie goes into. He talks about this evil cabal and that's kind of like the takeover. And it, and it goes along with um, a controlling group that, you know, that's gone through a lot of different names and things like that. The Jewish, Jewish bankers in case of Nazis, Freemasons, mm-hmm. the Illuminati, reptilian lizard people, democratic Ooh. pedophiles <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> in yeah, case yeah. of Quainon. And um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, so yeah. They all, like, you don't, you never really know if it's a combination of, like, one world, you know, like, mm-hmm. a Illuminati doing this, if it's yeah. the U.S. government maybe doing this, yeah. if it's um, a combination of several countries that can't stand us that mm-hmm. are actually putting this together to take us out. Like, you never really know, and I like, I kind of like that feeling of just, you, yeah. n- you, you never know, and I, I don't think if something were to happen like this, 
I think the confusion would be there definitely huge. Would be. Like you wouldn't know. And that was actually something. That and there would be of, a huge conspiracy, yeah. just like we all. A lot of people hated that aspect <clears throat> of the film. That I like never got the explanation, and then that it ended the way that it <clears throat> did. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like the fact I did that, like that I never knew. It was more just like I, th- I almost would have been dumb to yeah, like let yeah. you know that it was this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I just like the fact that it kept it small and it kept it. Um, like, what do these people do? How do they like just like these few people, these two little families, or three? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, how do they react? Um, yeah. So that's what I kind of liked. Um, there were a lot of like interesting subliminal messages throughout this film. This is something I actually kind of like when directors and filmmakers add these things that aren't apparent to most people, especially like on a first watch. I think this movie was like, there's a lot of like ton of it, right? Yeah. So (laughs) one of the things that people have noticed is the paintings, you know, in between the strange events, the looming apocalypse and hidden messages, a recurring theme is the changing paintings in the parents' bedroom of the family rental home. I don't know if you, you noticed I didn't that, notice that. But uh, within Amanda and Clay's rental home, large prints are displayed on the walls. One is spotted in the living room featuring patches of black and white on a background. Um, another is the bedroom illustrating an ocean below the gray sky. I don't know if you... I did notice I did that notice one that the very one. first time. Um, but... Um, they're hard to miss, but observant viewers have noticed subtle changes occurring during the course of the movie of these paintings, which I thought was kind of cool. As the storyline darkens and a cyber attack event unfolds, viewers have noticed the paintings in the home changing, subtly foreshadowing eerie events. The darkness, the worst thing. Yeah, I didn't notice that. In the bedroom, the ocean painting changes with the horizon moving further up, so basically the sea gets... Uh, choppier and the waves get higher as, cool. as things go and there's that other painting i think it's in the living room i don't know but it gets more like almost blurred and glitchy throughout which is really interesting so those are just kind of like some subtle things that were behind the scenes um you know the the ongoing theme of the daughter rose watching the tv show friends that's like a huge aspect of this right as the apocalypse happens there's zero internet rose is unable to finish the show she got to the very last episode (laughs) she's like obsessed with it she like wants to know what's gonna happen right um, but at the end of the movie, Rose finds a neighbor's bunker and finally comes across her saving grace just before the film credits roll. She notices a DVD copy of the final season of Friends and proceeds to watch it. And that's how the movie ends. And people are pissed about this ending. People hated it. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, I don't know. I didn't hate I it. Didn't, I didn't think I didn't, it was fantastic. I didn't feel like it was bad or good. Yeah, I didn't it was hate like, it. That's, not, that's all right. Um, the one part I wanted to know is that she shut the door behind her. I know. Yeah, I thought about that too. Like, uh, does everybody die outside? I was kind of thinking lives? maybe they would show up wanting to get in and she's down there watching the show. That's how yeah, I thought it was going to end. Yeah. The other, so there was like, I was reading some forums and uh-huh. man, it was like, it's funny because you could see the different generations just going back and forth on sure, Reddit. Yeah, yeah. They were like, um, some of them were like, no, she was, she was the smart one. And, and it shows that like modern day, like these, ch- these kids, like, are 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 more are smarter than we think and mm-hmm. they're more connected and and others were like no she was an idiot like <laughs> she was so like um like wanted to see the end of that so bad that there was nothing else that she could think about <clears throat> i'm getting emotional about yeah. this but <laughs> yeah. yeah it was just funny because it was like no she was the smart one and she went and, was, and others were like no she was just an idiot like she's that she was, she was just so distracted by it. Right. That well, that was the life that she, I mean, that was the focus that she had. And I think that it really, um, it says something about modern society because I do think that this happens 
really frequently for, for people, they use things like TV shows in a, as an escape from the insane crap that's going on sure. around them, right? Yep. And I think that's what, it, I think Where that she was wanted the message. more, even just yeah. them finishing it. It's like- It was, it's escapism. It's yeah. like, I can go into this and I don't have to worry about all the insane crap that's happening yeah. around. And it, like, I, I do that. A lot of people do we it. We all do that. Right? I think we all do it. I mean, watching this movie- is just that thing for a lot yeah. of people, right? Like there, it's an escape from because the world is nuts. And so, I honestly, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was interesting. I liked it. I it wasn't something that made me mad. You know, what I, I didn't mean? mind it either. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, <clears throat> the writer and director of the movie, Sam Esmail, commented on the movie's ending, saying, "To me, it represents pure escapism." So it's exactly what he's saying. In moments of crisis, when we've lost sight of our common humanity, when we feel isolated. We do want to escape to comfort. Most definitely. You like, know what I mean? Everybody, yeah. And, and for her, um, her journey wouldn't be complete until she watched the final episode of her favorite show. And that's basically what we saw is that escapism was finally what people, you know, what ended the film. Yeah. It's so, it's, it, I thought it was interesting, you know. And then they, there's a lot of people are saying like, the the words to, the lyrics to the theme song of friends like makes a lot of sense and stuff you know so i don't know i thought it was interesting um and then and we go to the deer and the uh the technology aspects of this you know i think this the story it kind of it's a commentary on our over reliance on technology right so it's like it's the the failure of the technology that ultimately brings that brings about the end of society in this film yeah. right over time the deer become less scared more aggressive and the humans become more and more helpless they don't know what's going on and it kind of reinforces that idea that society is collapsing and nature is starting to take over again right? yeah now, um, i know that was the point they were yeah. getting but it just didn't look totally get it but i just hated the way it looked and yeah. the way it felt in the film um some people are even saying there are satanic messages. Oh yeah, in the and film. that's exactly what um, <coughs> what I was going to mention. So there's even a, a, a scene of showing the actors' names. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. lines up, and it says you know Bale or uh -huh. the basically it kind of goes back to that. And I think you had some stuff on that too mm -hmm. of the satanic messages of. Um, did you did you say where it was showing where it was at? Yeah, like the six 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 stuff. Yep, yeah. It's, it, I don't know if you can see, but it's right above your bail thing there. Um, yeah, yeah, there it is. The opening scene where um, Ethan Hawke is in bed. There are three sixes in the shot. Yeah, so from left to right. There's a six on the mug, yeah. and the big hand is of the clock is pointed towards the six, and then on the right there is a number six on another clock. So yeah, it's six, six. And the six on the other clock is the one that kind of makes it look like it was it kind of set up. It does look that way. Huh? But yeah, their names also will line up and spell it out. And yes. so it kind of goes back to like biblical, yeah. you know, like the Satan, Beelzebub, uh, <laughs> demons and the devil mm -hmm. that are all behind this, like this evil plot to take down, you know, the greatest nation in America. Sure, yeah. Exactly. And, and there's a lot of little hints at this through the movie. And, um, those were two, the, the opening credits and, and during the opening scenes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's like, yeah. sometimes I think people are trying a little too hard. I mean, sure. you can make things line up, but at the same time, some of the scenes, when you look at them like that one, it does Feels look weird. like there was some intention there. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, that dark, that, that it does feel like there's something evil behind it all. Sure. And you don't know if it's our own governor or whatever. Mm -hmm. That, that kind of goes along with that of being like, this is the end and, and yeah. it was predicted and it's yeah. biblical and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Um, another aspect to it is the sickness that the sun 
Yeah, that was weird. Comes down with, right? Yeah. Um, his teeth start, like, that is like, I used to have this dream all the time where my teeth I know. fell so out. So I thought I it was it. a dream in the movie uh-huh. that he was having this dream, and then I was like, it's real. And don't wank off in bed, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. why your teeth fell out. Yeah, Jesus saw that. <laughs> teeth start to fall out, man. Um, But yeah, his teeth start to fall out. He starts to vomit up blood. Obviously, that's, it's concerning for the people in the film. Um, So, and he explains that he was bitten by a bug in the woods, and that part was weird to me too. Um, and the GH is like the slimiest bug yeah. ever too. I was like, I was like what? this is disgusting, <laughs> I know. man. And the, and the guy GH suggests that it maybe it's Lyme disease, right? Yeah. Which because, doesn't, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's, real. A, it's a very confusing sickness anyway yes. of different people are affected in different ways. Mm-hmm. But I was like, your teeth all fall out like within yeah. 24 hours. And I was like, maybe it's like a super like, you know, biological, like it's been developed exactly. and released. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And so that could definitely be a piece of it. Or, you know, it goes back to the noise mm-hmm. that's throughout, right? Is that a sound weapon, you know, that they talked about uh, that's like a special aircraft that's doing it? And that's what it said in the book. Um, you know, is advanced planes flying by that only the government knows are in existence? The loud noise is most likely the reason why Archie's teeth fell out in the movie and in the book. Um, but also... Yeah, the same. It was like, maybe even concentrated radioactive. Yeah. yeah. That, Havana so, syndrome. Yeah. Radioactive stuff like crease me Cause you would never know. No, you would just all of a sudden not. become sick, start throwing up and like, yeah, Oh gosh. Teeth fall out. No, thank you. But I was um, like, that was pretty disturbing to me. Cause I didn't, the, the lime thing, I was like, I don't know about that, but the, the sound and the, yeah. whatever that concentrated, um, weapon was, was kind of freaky to me is like, what is that? Or what yeah. could that be? And Kevin Bacon talks about it at one point. He says, yeah, he's know, the one that was kind of explaining that, huh? There's an event in Cuba involving microwave weapons where radiation was beamed out through the sound, caused some people to lose their teeth. And that's like a real thing. That's the Havana. Syndrome. We talked about that or we showed a little piece of it yeah. in that sound episode. Yep. That was, um, that's a real thing. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot around that of like the different side effects that mm-hmm. the, ambassadors and stuff experienced yep it was just really confusing this i actually kind of liked that, it was that crickets, though. something that was, was weird crickets. weird um but real yeah you know so you know people say the meaning of his illness directly ties into leave the world behind themes of fear panic uncertainty danger you know what's what is this and there's nothing more panicky than one of your kids being sick like that and that not knowing would, what to do yeah you would do anything I, so that's that 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 theme really hit home with me because i can't imagine if it was one of my kids their teeth are falling out they're vomiting blood like i'm gonna do anything yeah to try and figure out what to do but you're helpless because yeah. you're in that situation where you, you don't can't even just know. go yeah you can't go no, to urgent, urgent care <laughs> right like you can't do it that would be the thing to walk in first in urgent care yeah. my kid's teeth all fell out i've been throwing up blood I I'd be like, oh, exactly. So, um, I thought that was an interesting piece. I do want to know what pill he gave him because I'm like, I know what well, would even apply to, to that. You like, just shooting some antibiotics, guessing that's antibiotics. I'm sure like, it is too. I thought the same thing, and I think I put that down there somewhere. Like, what, what, what were those pills? Yeah, I was like, what, what are pills going to do? His teeth aren't going to grow back. Yeah, like, he's I not, don't. I, I you don't even know what you're treating, so you just assume, I oh, assume it's doxy for yeah, Lyme disease. Exactly. That's yeah. the only thing I could think of. I, th- I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, I wonder what that is. Is it just <laughs> ibuprofen or something? Big blue yeah. ibuprofen pills? Yeah. So there is a um, there's a combination ibuprofen that is a big blue. It's oh, really? 800 with Pepsid in it. And I was oh. like, that looks like it. it's probably what it is. Oh, that sounds He's like, like selling pill. them like this. It's an amazing pill. I that love sounds it. awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, and on to that, like... <laughs> That was the other thing is just the combination of enemies of not knowing who it is. Is yeah. it our own government? Is it 
um, this the the Illuminati type group mm-hmm. all coming together to kind of wipe it out, which doesn't really make any sense. It's like <laughs> who knows? Most, most of the people with all that money are getting it from us. It's yeah. So it's like. Why would they wipe out those that are making money for them? Yeah, so. unless they just got to a point where they're like, yeah. you got enough. Yeah. We hit but, a magic number. It was, I, th- I thought that was kind of cool. I actually liked the little pamphlet thing. I and I was too. like, oh, that's cool. It's showing like what the enemy is. And then yeah. he's like, no, he had another yeah. that had received some that were Korean. And that I thought that scene was actually kind of cool because that scene was cool. Ethan Hawke is like, oh crap, is this like some sort of a poison gas? That's what I thought. You couldn't tell. I thought it was a spray. Yeah. That's and what I was it looked like, like. You're gonna see that like Hispanic yeah. lady just like collapse or something. Yep. But then it's like, wait, it's like yeah. papers. I thought it was a great scene, actually. I actually really liked that scene. And I'm sure I think we'll talk about that sure. part about um him leaving that yeah. lady. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what do you do? That's a tough one, right? Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, there was a lot of um discussion in, in different forums about like the shirts, mm-hmm. how they like had a message behind them. Like the little girl had an, an obey shirt. Or no, she had the NASA shirt, NASA shirt. and he had an obey shirt. So it was like obey, obey NASA, NASA and then NASA, if you put it together, um, it's just missing the uh, T, which makes Satan. So obey Satan. And like mm-hmm. it got yeah. like really convoluted about right. what those shirts all meant. And some of them were just from what I, the other thing I'd read is just kind of like portrays what the character yeah. type is. And that's, I did see an interview. And that he makes said more sense. The shirts were all picked very purposefully. It's so crazy what goes into those yeah. that like, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably like a relief as a director to be like, oh, people picked up on that. They that's did. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. And then there's a bunch of Easter eggs throughout this film too. At one point in the first like 20 minutes, uh, Clay and Amanda, so that's Ethan Hawke and, um, what's her name? Pretty woman. Anyways, they're, <laughs> Roberts, yeah, yeah. Julie Roberts, they're, they're playing Jenga, right? Um, you got to remove the wood block from the tower until inevitably collapses yeah. and so they're like maybe that's a foreshadowing of society collapsing in the movie um you know and later on when we the are jenga we're jenga when when the characters witness the announcement of a national emergency on television the tower at last collapses and the symbolic representation of the danger anyways that was like sort of like a little bit of an easter egg and then they they talk about more of the escapism and the media obsession right um you know like when rose the the daughter attacked attempts to explain her fears to her mother we're talking about that episode of the west wing I don't yeah know if you remember that yeah. right mm-hmm. she tells the story of a man in the emergency waiting for god to save him that and that kind of thing um anyways it's that juxtaposition between rose living through a real life disaster and utilizing the lessons she learned from tv yeah um in this media obsessed society it's kind of interesting it is interesting because it's like in some ways it does help us prepare for certain things right. and in other ways it makes us think in the wrong direction. Yeah. So it's like, or the it predictive yep. program. So, um, Donnie Darko was mentioned. Um, the, the daughter of, uh, GH, um, that they're staying in, right. Describes Rose as, as a little girl who keeps staring into the woods like Donnie Darko. <laughs> so that's a reference to the 2001 film with, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I didn't ever see that. What was oh, that one about? Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's a crazy weird, uh, science fiction. Like, really? Uh, I didn't know about that one. It's it's science fiction, but it's almost it's kind of like a psychological thriller. Really weird. But in the film, Donnie Darko has premonitions about an impending disaster. So it's hmm. really similar to like Ruth. I probably like that. What's going I didn't even on. know about it. Yeah, it's like it was like Jake Gyllenhaal's one of his first breakout 
type um, films. It's really weird. It's super weird, but it really is pretty good. Um, Mr. Robot. So obviously it's directed by Sam Esmail and he's the guy who directed uh, Mr. Robot. Um, so you could definitely see that in a lot of the definitely little scenes. Can. Um, the first illusion comes when the Danny, the doomsday prepper guy played by Kevin Bacon, he's loading stuff in his truck and one of my favorite scenes. Um, and he has these yellow buckets on there and they look like food and it says E Corp. And yeah, that I didn't is the evil that corporation we were looking at these. for Mr. Robot. I thought that's really cool. And then also Amanda's laptop bears the E Corp label as well, which, oh, really? which is really cool. Um, and uh, she's also reading uh, Beach Towel. It's a fictitious novel written by Mr. Robot. <laughs> uh, the character Irving in, in, in smart put it all in there. I know I thought it was That's really really cool um, anyways and then there was the whole black history the slavery stuff that was all over this um, which I said just felt like too much but yeah um, the car radio is briefly sl- set to 1619 that's the reference to the Nicole Hannah oh. 1619 project um, and then it's um you know, and that's like maybe it implies that these events are retribution for something in the past, right? Maybe which is slavery. Um, the Airbnb is located in the fictional hamlet of Point Comfort, New York, and Point Comfort, Virginia is identified as a location where in 161920 some odd African captives were brought, um, initiating the transatlantic slave trade. Um, and then <laughs> the last one is the big ship, the, the cargo yeah. ship that comes ashore. It was called the White Lion. And in 1619, the White Lion slave ship landed at Point Comfort. Um, really? Yeah. So there was a whole bunch of different- I didn't know it was all tied to- There's a lot of ties back to, to slavery there. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Did you know you can protect yourself from all of this, though? How did you do that? <laughs> Tell me. You get Surfshark. Oh, okay. The whole world would have been saved in this movie. I know. So, yeah, a lot of us use the internet, right? All the time. I did today. <laughs> Pretty much all the time. Yeah. So when you're shopping and all that stuff, um, you definitely want to go on to the internet nowadays safely. Sure. And Surfshark can allow you to do so more safe than just, you know, than just full-on naked browsing. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, raw dog in that browsing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to go naked online. You nah. want to have some protection. Um, Surfshark VPN can give you that protection. Mm. They allow you to go online um, with a different, you'll connect your uh, device or computer to one of their servers, and then it can't be traced all the way back to you as easily. So, yeah, um, Surfshark is a super easy way to use a VPN. Their app is really easy to use. Mm-hmm. And um, if you just like want to try it out, they give you a 30-day um, money-back guarantee, which I find is super nice because some people just don't even know how to use it and yeah, what it sure. works and how hard it is to make it work. You think you have to plug in all this stuff to the router, mm-hmm. but you don't. And they even have more service that can protect you from viruses and, um, and different scams. And also uh, they can... um, track your email to make sure if the password is compromised, they Mm -hmm. will alert you and you can change it. Pretty cool stuff. Heck yeah. Um, But yeah, you can go to surfshark.deals slash casual preppers and it'll give you 83% off. So you get 24 months plus they throw in an extra three months, (laughs) 27 months for less than $60. I've purchased this myself twice because, you know, when you're traveling and stuff Mm -hmm. like that too, going on public Wi-Fi, um, pretty vulnerable, pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to use something like 
uh, Surfshark because it's the easiest, it's the bestest, and the greatest. I like that. So yeah, check it I out. I like that. Um, Cam, so let's talk about a few things here, um, like some prepper pickups, some lessons from this, and then also just some moments that I liked as a prepper yeah. throughout this film. You have to look at it that way, right? Yeah, That's what we do. Sure. So, like, again, seeing Kevin Bacon loading up that food and water in his truck as a prepper, I love that imagery. Yeah. I just think I think it's fantastic. I think that was one thing I did mention that I, I, I mean, you always have to make the prepper stand out a little bit. Yeah. But at the same time, I hate that, that they portray him like he's kind of the, the turd that, like, wasn't wanting to give him anything. Yeah. Has a shotgun in there. Sure. You know, pointed at him and stuff like that. But again... Uh, about that, I feel like he's the only one that's considered any of this, and th and they're kind of at his mercy yeah. now, yeah. right? So, yeah, th it's negative, but it's also a positive because he's the only guy that has any information. He's the, well, you know, GH has some information too, but he's the guy that's ready, and he's yeah. like, and the, they're like, look, we're relying on you. You're the only guy that's ready for this. So, right. I, I did did like that piece of it. Um, I just felt like the situational awareness for the adults in this film is like zero. It's zero. It's terrible. It was. It's horrible. Like really, it's like. Like I feel like they would. I. I feel. I, maybe. I mean, it's probably true for a lot, but mm -hmm. I feel like there'd be some a little more concern going on. Yeah. Oh, that big freaking oil liner just beached itself. I'm eating my sandwich. Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Right. That like, part I was like, it's. It's almost like it came too early. Yeah. Like I understand, but yeah, I was like. Come on, you would react a bit more or talk more about it or talk to like Yeah. Well that's the whole thing. You didn't even share the information with um, the, that's the next thing I said was like after that happened, they're in the car driving home and she's like, Oh, there's a Starbucks. I didn't even notice Let's that. go to Starbucks. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like directly it's just like I gotta get my yeah. latte or whatever. You yeah. know? So I I thought that was really interesting. Get right back to buying some stuff, a familiar uh, yeah. thing. Um it's just interesting. Um yeah, it's just really insane how clueless they all were without phones and internet. Like that that is a message that a lot of people I hope understand. Yeah. How clueless all of us are mostly yeah. when we lose this stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about even when like when I had a trip to like a conference in LA, mm -hmm. if I didn't have my phone to navigate, yeah, I was screwed, man. How are you going to get there? And yeah. I try to like look ahead and see where we're at and what streets and stuff, but yeah. there, there's no, it's hard to remember all that. It so really is, yeah. I could see like, you just get lost easily. Yep. And I did love that imagery of her waking up and seeing those cyber attack alerts on <laughs> yeah. her phone. That was a great yeah. scene for me. Again, just love it those. It looked like one that we like, I know. done. For... I know, it totally did, huh? Um, I did find it really interesting at one point when the panic starts to set in. Julia Roberts starts to name Names off, like, great stuff. Yeah, she's like, is there enough batteries and Tylenol and food and a generator and one of those hand crank radios and a straw that makes it safe to drink dirty water? Like, she's going over stuff. I know, I thought it was weird somebody that didn't pay attention and was like, oh, there's a Starbucks. And then she's all of a sudden goes to like yeah. really good details of prepping. I'm yeah. like, well, oh. but I'm at like, least she did. Yeah. Name them. That's what I thought too. I'm like, well. And they even thought to fill the bathtub, which is a pretty unusual thing. Exactly. For yeah. That's another thing. It's like, oh yeah, at least they filled the bathtub up. They thought about water. <laughs> yeah. Again, I hope that those are things that rub off on a lot of people that don't think about this ever. Yeah. Right. I, I, I hope so too. And that was the one thing I did like is that mm -hmm. some of those little things, hopefully it wakes people up to think, yeah. um, I probably should look into the, some of this more. Mm -hmm. and, and then we talk about Kevin Bacon's character, right? Um, he was really, really cautious as a prepper. And the other two guys, they're just not sure why he's acting like that. And I thought that was kind of an interesting thing, an interesting interaction because 
It's like they've never even they've never even considered this situation. Like, what would other people do who are prepared? True, you know. And he's like, "You're not." He's like, "I'm here for my family, and that's it." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and, he, and that's what you would expect to happen. Yeah, um, but, but those guys have never even considered it. No, right? no. So it's like, what is going on? You're not going to help. You know me. Yeah. Like, how yeah. are you not going to do this? Like, yeah. He knew the severity of. It. He's just mm-hmm. like, I'm not giving up anything. Yep. Because I don't know how long this is going to go on. So I thought that was actually a pretty accurate portrayal of how somebody like that would probably react in that situation. Like Kevin yeah. Bacon, That's I think that's what a normal prepper type dude would probably do. Like, hey, yeah. man, no. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like, at first I was like, well, if he knew about building that other bunker, why didn't mm-hmm. he go there? But he's yeah. been preparing his own stuff. It's yeah. like he has his own thing set up because he yep. you know he would assume that's locked up and they're not going to let him in yep, just exactly. like he's acting exactly so i thought it was kind of cool that he's like protecting his own in his he didn't yep. go there exactly um this is one thing that ethan hawk's character that drove me absolutely <laughs> insane was the fact that he's wearing flip-flops in the entire movie <laughs> i didn't realize that dude i so stupid it though. drove me <laughs> nuts i'm like i can't imagine being in a situation that they're you in might need to run or walk somewhere <laughs> yeah just running around in flip-flops everywhere like that. your toes exposed Ugh. i just don't like it like i hate being sticky in gummy ticks out there yeah yeah exactly Ugh. don't like that <laughs> but i just feel like man put on some freaking shoes what if you have to run what if you have to fight what if you have to do anything flip-flops are like the worst yeah you know what i mean i didn't so, even realize that but it drove me insane and i, I he I, was really he, he, yeah, he seemed more like he's just so clueless that he yeah. didn't even like dress to yeah. be prepared. Didn't have any idea what to do, and I really it's did like, think I'm that was good. Um, you know, and his character has his meltdown as the other two guys are pointing guns at each other, right? Um, yeah. Which he he did awesome. Yeah, man, because he's just like my son is sick, and I don't know yeah. what to do. And it's just funny because somebody pointed out online, like the head of the family, his name is Clay. And that's that was Ethan Hawke's character. Clay is also an earthy material that can be molded into any shape while wet. <laughs> while our man Clay has been molded by modern society to be weak, panicky, and utterly useless when faced with a crisis. At one point he says this, um, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do right now. I can barely do anything without my cell phone and GPS. I'm a useless man. Yeah. Dude, you felt it though. Like yeah, you felt you did. his desperation. Like, uh, yeah, you would feel and that, that way. There's going to be, like, there's a lot that, yeah. I mean, so even people. in, I feel like I'll, I'd be that way too. In, uh, in to some an extent, ways, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, I just felt like that was a huge eye opener, hopefully for a lot of people that like get in that situation. That's how like 90% of men are going to be. Cause they've never considered yeah. anything, you know, outside of, <clears throat> their normal everyday lives. I just thought it was interesting. I did too. Um, and then like, he's trying to get these meds and he's like, Here, here's a thousand dollars. Give me your freaking medication. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he finally does get him to give that to him. And I just thought this was a hilarious uh, thing. And then he's sitting and Kevin Bacon sitting on the thing and he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, counting his money, and he's like, um, "Yeah, we're bound to move to a barter system at some point." <laughs> and then Ethan Hawke, under his breath, is like, "It's still cash, so it's not really a barter system." <laughs> I never caught oh, that. Oh gosh, dude, I was laughing so hard, but it's true. You know, I just thought that was kind of a funny yeah. interaction there. I did like that it showed that that like yeah. cash on hand mm-hmm. would will have value early on, exactly. or for maybe even the whole time. You and know they what talked I mean? People, about that. Yeah, they so talked I was like, about "That's it. a that's a great." Um, prepper point that was put out there. It's yeah. like you need to have cash on hand because that's that's 
the only way you're going to pay for anything exactly at first. Yeah. So he was he was it was great that he had that obviously. And then GH he he starts talking about this three stage attack mm-hmm. um, that I thought was really interesting. Stage one, disable communication and transportation. Stage two, synchronized chaos where there is no clear enemy. You know, they taught they dropped different types of pamphlets around the United States to confuse yeah. people. Um, and then stage three, they just let it happen. Like it them, does its work. Let them on eat its each own. other up. Yep. You know, civil war collapse. So, um, boy, that's which scary. we talked about that with EMP and everything. Yeah. It's just like you don't have to do the rest. That's the thing is like, and Tony and uh, my wife and I were talking about that. It's like. War, like modern day war is not going to be like it was in the past. No, you're not going to have a, you know bombers and paratroopers. Maybe some, but yeah. for the most part, it's going to be like a self implosion. It's going to just like yeah. let it all mm-hmm. let let people just tear themselves apart. And you and you can see that like the mistrust of everybody that you meet mm-hmm. and that kind of thing that would be a big deal, right? Yep. And I did love when it finally got into the bunker and it was showing their um the the comm system in there. Yeah. Um and it and it was typing out some stuff that I thought was interesting. White House and major cities under attack. It said yeah. there, and then it said elevated radiation levels detected. Kind of. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to think of what that communication system would have been because I don't know. he tried his satellite phone. Yeah, I don't know. The other was the other thing. I was like, I would. I mean, and and there, it just wasn't able to fit in the movie of him like. But I would keep that satellite phone oh, on me sure. the whole time. It's like yeah. you never know. You never know when it might come back. It's like even right? though it wasn't working at that point, maybe something yep. comes back online and you can use it. But um, yeah. But anyways, those were some really interesting things yeah. about it that kind of came back to prepper type points that I I liked. Yeah, you know, and and the other like EMP's probably been one of the bigger focus of yeah. like total takedown of the grid and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it shows you in this just how much a cyber attack could do. Yeah, because our whole system is operated on automated systems, and you know it's all computer run yeah. with some people behind it. You yeah. know, <laughs> there's not people behind every part of it, so it's like it's once you start messing up that system, like you can really take a ton down. Yeah. Um. The Tesla cars were pretty cool because it's like yeah. they have those automated driving cars that we're getting more and more of. Yeah. It's like if that system was hacked, I actually l- was reading into that a little bit beyond that. And a lot are like, that's a huge system that can could be hacked, but to like individually every car, like it probably wouldn't fully sure. be attacked. But Elon Musk didn't like it. Let's just say that's that. exactly what yeah. happened. Part of the, yeah, Illuminati. Uh-huh. Um, and and then yeah, taking down the power grid is probably the easiest part of it. Obviously, yeah, man. Um, we would lose power most likely first off in a lot of these scenarios. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, and that that charging your devices and GPS mm-hmm. and all that. I did like the scene showing the the satellite just kind of disconnect, yeah, like up in space. You're like oh crap! So yeah. it's like once it doesn't have communication from below, like it's just gonna float around. Yep. Um, I did I did feel the planes. And even the boats were a little overdone because I'm just yeah. like, it's going to screw up the GPS and, and their flight, but it's not like none of those planes are pilotless. Yeah. And I thought about that. But too. I think like midair collisions could happen yeah. and like airport computer where they can't land and crash because they're out of fuel, but it was like nose diving. I wondered, it's like maybe it's out of fuel. I wondered if it was some sort of a hack where they were actually getting into the navigation system yeah. and and navigating them to a certain place. Now that makes a little more sense. I, you know what I mean? That's the only thing I could come up Cause with. Cause I was like, yeah. it seemed, I mean, it, it was, it was dramatic and it made yeah. you like, well, that was intense. Cause that scene was pretty cool. It was, when he yeah. like gets behind the door and all the water yeah. splashes like that. For sure. But I don't think it would really yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, 
And then that Airbnb, man, I just yeah. never thought much about doing that. One thing, like, I know it's no different really than a hotel. Yeah. And I don't know why I'd feel more comfortable in a hotel. I think Air- Airbnbs are a little weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's somebody's home. That's and I've thing, thought about yeah. that before. I was like, somebody needs this place yeah. at some point. Like, a hotel can be abandoned. It's like, yeah. there's a bunch of rooms to sleep in that somebody else doesn't need yeah. necessarily. An Airbnb is different. I mean, it's someone renting out their space. If there's an emergency, they're going to come right home. That's the whole thing. Is something I've never really even considered. But and you so, have to. I mean, people are going to consider it now, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anybody that has an Airbnb is like, shh. Yeah, I know. Well, this movie just heard it for us. I mean, I think in that that where he's like, oh, you don't need to contact them. I'll give you a refund on half of this, right? Like, I'd just be like, screw you. Give them a bad review. I don't care. Leave. Yeah, Exactly. Right? Like, I think I know he was super cooperative for it. He's like, I know this is inconvenient, but in that scenario, I'd be like, get out. You're gone. Like, yeah, it's my house. I own it. Yeah. You know, you have to leave. He was super generous. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, like, and, and, and yeah, with that Airbnb, it just showed a lot about like your limitations and, and what could happen. And you could be just, you know, toast, like. Even it, like I think about like unloading all of your groceries when you get to that place uh-huh. into your ha- into that house, and uh-huh. all of a sudden you got to like give it all up. So it's yeah, kind yeah. of an interesting. Well, thing. and then what do you? How do you? What should you do in that situation? You probably need to consider, you know, some sort of a travel prepping plan. Yeah, you do right, like EDC bug out bag. Do you have um, information about like the the local layout of roads and like right. that's the, like one of the things is they had no idea where they were yeah no yeah. idea how yeah. to get anywhere he, yeah he went into town and never did he even make it to he town? was lost yeah you know and then when they tried to leave for new jersey he didn't even know how to get back the, the way they came yeah and the guy's like just the way that you came drive that way <laughs> yeah you know and he was just the like, whole point of them like going through the chaos to new jersey i was like what are you thinking yeah it doesn't like, seem like a great idea like i understand they're trying to get to someone they know and yeah. to a house and a home but it's like look what's going on like yeah you're you're gonna drive to death basically. and then when they like when the owners show up kind of at night right mm-hmm. and she's like get a bat or something and he get, doesn't even have a bat he grabs this like thing off the table that's like some <laughs> yeah. random like vase or yeah. something you know it's something like to consider do you take something with you in those situations right that, that a self-defense weapon whatever it might be right yeah i've thought about and uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about like how we would prepare but yeah um but yeah, I've thought about that a little bit with Airbnbs. That's why I've never really been super comfortable. Yeah. Not not to this extent of thinking like, what if they come back? I just, right. I've never felt, I, I've always felt like I was going to get scammed or yeah. they were going to claim that I broke something in their house. And you know, so. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and then, yeah, just that, that, that unsettling thought of the Havana syndrome, the mm-hmm. like attack with these weapons that we don't know anything about that have been, you know, mm-hmm they've basically been developed and studied and, and tested in small amounts on people that these other countries might use. Mm-hmm. Like that, that to me was probably the most disturbing yeah. thing. I was just like using a weapon that you don't even know what's doing. And then your kid's teeth all start falling. And out here's the time. thing too, like as, as someone who wants to be more prepared, just being aware of it is a huge advantage because at least the, like Kevin Bacon's like, Oh yeah, this is a thing that happened in Cuba. Yeah. So at least he had some sort of um, frame of reference for what it could be. Yeah. Right. True. 
It, it, the other people were just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Was it Satan screaming from hell? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they had no idea. Yeah. So just understanding that, I think, is a big advantage. Like, some of the weird stuff that's going on around the world. Like, the things that we talk about in Mad Mad Worlds, you know, just understanding that, I think, is an advantage if it ever does become something that's used in this way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, like, that was another thing that made me, like, completely terrified is I'm like... <laughs> It's like in this scenario and my kid's teeth fall out and I have to see a dentist oh in this scenario, <laughs> you know how much they take from you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, well, this kid's mine now. I'll put his teeth in, but I own him. You know what I you're mean? You're all, yeah, you're all part of my plan now. Guess yeah, what? You guys are all going to stay gonna, here. It's going to be about five years of paying it off by you're scavenging the town for me. Yeah, you're going to be pounding out <laughs> crowns with hammers in the back room. <laughs> you know? The more teeth you collect, yeah. how many teeth you got? You just have to uh, give him a bag of like teeth. Go find the, the dead people and bring me teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah I was good. like, that's gonna cost a lot. It's gonna be the whole like yeah. a whole like amount of all of your preps is gonna go I think to that a dentist. Thousand dollars for some <sighs> pills is bad. You wait yeah. till you gotta get wait until you gotta see the dentist that's oh, gonna pull that one snaggle tooth that's left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um oh, man. the other thing too, this movie showed that I hadn't I had never really thought of too is um he encounters someone in need mm-hmm. and she speaks Spanish only and she's just like she's you know, hysterical and she's talking super fast. That's the other thing is like, sometimes when they talk really slow, you can kind of get the gist of like what they're, and she was just in panic mode. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to help her. Yeah. And so he, he leaves her. Yeah. And I liked that it showed like the little internal struggle he had with that. He felt guilty. Yeah. He's like, he didn't want to tell anybody at first. And then he's just like, I left this lady Mm -hmm. out there. And so, um, like, and I think it's from me playing like Red Dead Redemption and stuff uh-huh. where there's like those setups. Yeah, yeah. That was the first thing I thought when he was pulling him. She's like, yeah, I'm like, she's setting him up. Like mm-hmm. as soon as he stops, somebody's going to come around and pull him yeah. out of the car. Yeah. And so what do you do? Like, That's do you stop? One. Do you, do you take the risk, especially by yourself? I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Well, that's a whole that's a whole piece of it too. Like, I really don't think he should be going to town by himself with yes. little to no plan. Yeah. Like knowing that he's dumb and can't he's do an anything without his phone he's like I'm gonna go in town see what's going on I'm gonna try to find a paper like who who sells papers anymore anyways <laughs> where are you gonna find one in a little town this is probably like a weekly paper that they put yeah. out online I mean just, you know what I mean it just feels like so uh, unplanned and it makes sense because yeah. of who he was in the film but like that's a thing think about having a plan like okay at least when was that the time thing that she said in an hour that was the so that or was, was that GH. something different that was gh that's right? right and his daughter like i'll be back in an hour to that's me, right that that's sense. right he said that they, to her they set timers on their phone i'm like okay at least you gave yeah. some sort of parameters of what was going to happen but he was just like i'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna the red box yeah like, get something to watch. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might be. Yeah, back well, later. he didn't even have a plan. No, he's just going to town. Just going to town. He didn't even know where town well, was. Well, his wife, I'd get away from that too. Yeah, yeah I don't get. He's I, like, I'm going to go for a long drive. <laughs> Probably not going to come back. I don't know if I'll come back or not. Yeah, but that mm-hmm. part there really wasn't any plan. No. That. He's super dumb. Um, and then yeah, uh, I think you put in here about that final bunker yeah. scene that someone um who probably had a bunker ready like. They didn't ever show up or anything. No. And that's the, the, I thought this was an interesting lesson on kind of two fronts. Um, You know, understand who might be prepping to that level. 
so that you might be able to take advantage of it in SHT. That was the dentist. I'm that was the dentist. Certain. He that he was just gone to his other he bunker. He was just warlording out in town. <laughs> he had a bunker on All your teeth falling out, come to me. <laughs> the Empire State Building probably as well. Um, but, but also, <laughs> um, as much as you'd like to stay gray man, it ain't easy and somebody usually knows. They, That's they so true. knew that there this bunker was, and here. he was trying to be all secret. Didn't he say yeah. that? Like Kevin yeah. Bacon had said he'd been all. And I, but I talked to a contractor, and I know you know what I mean. So I just, it's a lesson that, like, yeah, it's going to be. Pretty yeah, tough. To go check that out. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. You know what I you mean? Can't. That's a good point. Like, you really can't keep all of that. Yeah. Um, under wraps. So. Exactly. It's very, especially very hard. if you're building something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Someone you're, knows. You're a dentist. We know you got a bunker out there. <laughs> Guys, right? <laughs> and he's got a little dentist chair down in there. You know what For I mean? For the like the stadium seating is his yeah. dentist chairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> laughing gas stations. I don't oh, know. That'd be awesome for sure. Um, but let's let's take just a minute and kind of war game this out. How would we handle this plot in real life if it was us, right? Um, and, and I don't know. There's what do you say other than like I would hope I would have a bit more handle on what was happening in the world. Yeah. Than, um, than Ethan Hawke did. Like, yeah. he just had no idea what was happening or going right. on. Um, Kevin Bacon knew a little bit. Uh, Mahershal Ali kind of knew what was going on. At least they had some information here. So, understand the state of the world in some way, shape, or form is a good plus yeah. in all of life, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I would have brought some basic preps on this vacation um, other than just a book and some flip-flops yeah. and a towel, right? Um, and I would hopefully have made a plan with my family, routes, understand where the town is, have a way to get more information, like just a general layout of where you are and how to get places. Yeah. And that would have helped the situation. It's pretty easy to overlook that stuff. I was just thinking back of like those trips I've made. I'm like... Yeah knowing and doing what mm-hmm. I do. I'm like, I've overlooked a lot of those details. I could have been in a really yeah. bad, you yeah. know, situation At pretty least quick. think about, you know, maybe downloading some maps, yeah. hard ma- or having a hard map, whatever. Right. Yeah. Whatever Cause their is, phones right? and stuff still work. They just didn't have cell service yeah. and stuff, but you so have all that stuff in there. Yeah. If they could have downloaded it, at least they would have had it then. There's right? technology. You don't want to, don't want to use it. Um, carve it in a piece of wood, put it in your pocket. <laughs> I'll carve it in my brain. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> Keep it up there. My brain box. Yeah, in the brain box. Um, I think I probably would have just done my best to hunker down in that Airbnb throughout yeah. this whole thing. That's probably your best, yes. you know, hoping no one comes and kicks you out. Yeah, that's what it, you. I just would have blocked off doors, windows. Even then, you're like, that's yeah. unfortunate for you. It, yeah, I know, exactly, but I don't but know, I, you know. You would, you'd probably... I know we would probably give it up, but it's like if you could or, yeah. you know, negotiate, be like, can we stay here for a time? Yep. That's what I would do too. Mm-hmm. The other thing is like dealing with the chaos and confusion in society, you know. Oh, um, yeah. And I know that the movie wanted, really wanted to portray that, mm-hmm. like show that these people were like so confused about what was going on. Yeah. And it was getting worse. And they yeah. were getting more unclear on plans and stuff like that. And they're starting to get like irritated with, like each other and it's, mm-hmm. it it just makes it unsettling for like I don't that GH guy was freaking amazing to like mm-hmm. let him stay knowing they're starting to get panicky especially with the pressure from his daughter and his like, daughter was like get him out yeah, of here yeah and then feeling some of that racism even yep um but yeah the uh like things that I would do too different is my and thinking about this now obviously it's easy to say yeah sure because that's the whole point we just though. watched it happen yeah but and I, I like usually when we go somewhere, 
you know, you kind of load up on groceries so you don't have to eat out all the time. Yeah. I'd keep him in that rental car, mm. you know, because you bring him in somewhere that you may be kicked out of or lose or have to bug out from. The car is most likely to be, when you're away from home and stuff, the, the mm-hmm. thing that's, at least it's shelter. Mm-hmm. At least there's, you know, food and water inside it in the trunk or something like that. That's probably where I would keep most of my stuff, even being in the Airbnb. Sure. And just, you know, bring some of the stuff in it one like a little at a time. That's that's kind of what we did do when we were in San Francisco. It was just so expensive there that mm-hmm. but I didn't ever bring it all in because we were jumping different um uh hotel neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing different uh, hotels, so it was a pain in the butt to bring it in yeah. and back. So keeping it in the vehicle. You know, someone's not going to come from Fox Rentals or, yeah. you know, or uh, any of those and try to reclaim the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the other thing was like uh, being completely un- unprepared to navigate, like you were saying. It's like I would probably study a bit more, like know, know the area best if you weren't be able to, weren't able to navigate by your phone because that's what I rely on, like. A hundred percent. I do too, man. So it's like, if you don't have that GPS, you can download a lot of them mm-hmm. onto your phone and just be able to scroll in on the streets and stuff like that. That is definitely something I would do. But I don't think it's that it's hard used of a offline. thing. It's not that hard of a thing to just know, okay, how do I get to the middle of town? How do I get back to my place that I'm staying? Yeah. That should be something you should be able to commit to <laughs> you should. in some way, shape or form. A, a town to get food and come back yeah. to the place you're staying, like... Pretty much anybody would know that. I yeah, agree. I would hope so. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, and yeah, just on that, the car kit and, and the bug about mm-hmm. it, if you don't have your own car and you're renting, like just stock it up. And then if you have your own, like usually when I travel, I throw in a freaking bug out bag. And yeah, my exactly. wife loves that. Yeah, and it's like, we're already full of like all of the other bags yeah. and stuff. It's just like throw a bug out bag in there. It's like, mm-hmm. ugh, huge bag. But you feel you so much have. better. You do. It's all in there. Yeah. So. But, uh, and then, um, rare instances where a communication radio would be a bigger issue. It's like, mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, there was no government information. There was no, they couldn't receive any information what was going on. So they yeah. were just completely out of it. Um, I'd still try and listen and it, I still recommend like the radios and stuff. Cause at mm-hmm. some point, some messages are going to get through, yeah. you know, but you, you also need to be able to interpret those. It's like. Maybe someone else took control of like right. radio and communication. So I don't know. It's just interesting to think of being away from everything in this yeah. scenario. It's that the would be so tough. It's kind of scary to think. Yeah, the communication in the radio is such a big deal. It's funny because I, we, I just got um, a shortwave radio from American oh, yeah, Reserves, yeah. and I was playing around with it. It's really interesting. I've never really used one that much, but like Me I was, either. I was picking up stuff from Tennessee. I was picking up stuff from really? like yeah, like a long ways away, and I was just trying to figure it out but something like that is a great way to maybe find some information yeah. from somewhere else right um to know some sort of info you know on the like apple phones they have that little walkie talkie feature uh-huh does that work without internet uh i don't, I don't think it uses a cell signal i think it uses like look like uh proximity i think it's does bluetooth it? How you'd have to be super close then, right? It, I, I don't know. I, I was Bluetooth. just curious about that because that that was there were like going on trips and carrying walkie talkies. You don't want to look like yeah. psycho, but at the same time, that that would be your backup way, system. Yeah. It's like if you went into town and had a walkie talkie, yeah, like, like a two way or a GMRS yeah. type thing. Yep, that'd be great. So definitely a lot to think about. There is, and that's what I like. 
you hope that this movie opened up a lot more people's mm-hmm. eyes because again, yeah, you would hope if you're in that scenario that someone mm-hmm. that's been prepared would kind of take you in and help you or at least yeah. give you a chance to get back to your stuff or something. Right, yeah. I thought it was an interesting movie. Again, it wasn't fantastic. Um, I didn't think it was horrible. There's a lot of people that just hated it, absolutely hated it. I get it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I did think there's some interesting stuff to unpack as a someone who wants to be more prepared. Yeah, for sure. Right? And so that's why I thought it was interesting. I'd love to hear your, guy, your guys' take on it. Um, you know, hit us up on social media or something when this gets released and maybe we'll put out a post and, you know, say, Or hey, in Spanish. Yeah, you gotta do Spanish. that. That's the it's that's funny, the whole. I, I took some Spanish in high school, and so I was getting like every third or fourth word. That's what I was saying. Like know? if when they're in like panic mode and yeah. speaking super fast, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. man, I, you never think about the communication barrier you that would be with another person yeah. that doesn't speak. It's crazy how many people um, that I see at work that don't speak any English, and they'll come yeah. in by themselves, and I'm like, "Jesus, oh, this, this is, is hard." Tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Anyways, that's it. That's our uh, first apocalyptic movie hour and the film Leave the World Behind, right? Hopefully ruined it for you. Hopefully. <laughs> you don't yeah. even have to see it now. No, you don't have to. Guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Pack, the only tactical subscription box with useful professional grade stuff inside. Use our code Casual Preppers and get a free $70 machine made part from Next Level Armament. If you would have had a Tac Pack um, in this movie, Probably would have been doing better than all of oh, these yeah. guys. You right? put something together. You throw together an AR real quick. <laughs> or look like an AR. You at least look like There's one. no, yeah, yeah, no rifle, but you have all the parts have for it. every part. Just build yeah, a little. Exactly. Um, well, anything else on that, Cam? No. Okay. Uh, stay survived out stay there. Stay survived.